The A's made another minor league signing, so we're going to talk about that today. And then just catching up on some of the news from the first couple of days of spring training. That's what's coming up for you guys today on Locked on A's. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on A's, stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 530 of the Locked on A's podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, we're talking about the A's signing Drew Steckenrider, another veteran reliever to a minor league contract, and uh, what impact he could have on the A's in 2023. Is he going to make the opening day roster? I mean, potentially, they've got maybe an opening, so we'll see. And then we're going to be talking about some injury news, and then some more injury news. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But before we get into anything, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Also, uh, thank you so much for making Locked On Age your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. If you're on YouTube watching this currently and you are not already subscribed, hit the subscribe button for us. Do that now, please. Even though I mumble it, Every time I, I fumble, I fumble it. It's fine. It's fine. Comment down below. Give us a thumbs up. It's great. Um, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. When A's news happens, it's going to be at Inside the A's. Um, and check it out at Inside the A's on Facebook and on Twitter so you never miss an article over there. But let's get into today's episode real quick. We're starting with Drew Steckenrider because I like to be excited and uh, I like to bring excitement. Uh, uh, surrounding the A's. And so that's what we're talking about today. The A's signed Drew Steckenrider to a minor league contract. It was reported a few days ago by Athletics Farm uh, on Twitter, but they also, uh, th there was no other like corroborating evidence of that. So I was like, let's wait until it's like official before we start talking about it. And now it's official because he's at camp throwing baseballs. So there you go. Uh, he had a fantastic 2021. He had a two, just a two ERA flat. 2.00 ERA with the Seattle Mariners. He had 14 saves in 67 and two-thirds innings pitched. He also had 7.71 Ks per nine, 2.26 walks per nine. Those are pretty good stats. You would like to see the strikeouts a little bit higher, maybe like nine per nine or, you know, one an inning, but not bad at all. He also had a 257 BABIP, which was a little bit lower than league average by 20, 30 points, somewhere in there. So a little bit lucky on the BABIP right there. But in 2022, very unlucky on the BABIP. Uh, he had a 373 BABIP and uh, the Mariners were like, yeah, you get 14 and a third innings and then we're sending you back down to the minor leagues and then we're done. Um, he had a 565 ERA in those 14 and a third innings pitch. He also had a 620, uh, 6.28 Ks per nine. 3.14 or pi walks per nine. Um, so that is 
what what we're going from from two years ago to last year to now and uh there's some reasons to be excited about him uh, according to the san francisco chronicle matt cowherd wrote a very nice piece in the chronicle um detailing why and it got me excited honestly about drew steckenreiter coming to the ace uh he's 32 years old he's a right-handed pitcher those are the stats that you need to know i guess but the chronicle talked to him on wednesday and he made it seem as though the mariners were trying to mess with him a little bit uh they they wanted him to you know do something that he wasn't necessarily comfortable with doing, and that is, you know, usually his his off-speed pitch had been a curveball. He has had success with a curveball. And they were like, how about you throw a slider instead? And that that's not really his thing. And so it got hit around a little bit. Uh, fun side note on that here in just a second, but it got hit around a little bit. And then they were like, yeah, well, you stink now, and uh, you're going to the minors. And so he... he it seems like he has a sour taste in his mouth for the Seattle Mariners, and hey, that's great. I, I'm happy with that <laughs> because the the Mariners are, in fact, in the A's division, and he could pitch against them a bunch of times, seven times, ten. I don't know how often does he want to pitch against them because he could throw every single game against the Mariners. Just throw him just just those ten games, and he'd have a great time. Uh, just a, a fun reminder here: he led Seattle in saves. <laughs> In 2021, with 14, obviously not a huge amount, but with 14, and he also did not throw a slider in that season, so weird that they were like, yeah, you know how you were like the best pitcher that we had last year with a 2 ERA, and you were, you were, you were very good, a little bit lucky, but very good. And also, you have a, a very, very high BABIP by like 100 points over league average with a 373 last year. Uh, it, small sample size, obviously, but... We, we think that you're trash now, so we're just going to send you down because you can't throw a slider. Very weird situation going on there. Uh, I can't wait to hear him talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but don't give them bulletin board material. That doesn't work out well for, for A's pitchers. So don't do that. But, you know, uh, go, go out there and, uh, you know, talk about the Mariners a little bit because... Why not? Uh, he threw nine sliders. Obviously, they wanted him to work on a slider, and it's hard to work on something at the major league level. So I, I get that. And so he threw nine sliders at the major league level. Not a, not a huge amount, but he, he threw a few. One of those was uh, was hit out for a home run, and I, I looked it up. It was a home run against the Oakland A's. I mean, just real quick, pause the video and see if you can guess who, which Oakland A hit that home run off of Drew Steckenrider on his slider? Okay, uh, unpause, I guess, because I figured, like, like, you did that if you were going to. Uh, if you did, it was Elvis Andrews. Elvis Andrews took him deep, and uh, Elvis Andrews, not a big uh, power guy, so slider, not a good pitch. Mariners, bad plan. Uh, just a thought. Uh, Steckenrider talked with the A's uh, pitching coach, uh, Scott Emerson, and some other guys with the organization uh, just about like what they thought that they could do with him and uh, you know got some feedback from him. And it seems as though their thoughts for him and his thoughts for himself aligned, and he feels like this is a good fit. And that gets me excited. But it, he, he feels comfortable here coming off of last season when... <laughs> I don't think that they're going to make him throw a slider, you guys. Uh, they're going to be like, hey, uh, go do what you do and... Well, we'll see if it works. Um, his his changeup was a little bit 
slower by like six tenths of a of a mile per hour, uh, which should have worked out well for him. But his fastball changeup combo wasn't really working for him. So uh, that's going to be something that I'm going to be keeping an eye on in spring training when there is Statcast data available. Is hey, are those working for him? What else is he throwing? What's he working on here? I'm very intrigued. It, it looks like a pitch mix thing where what he wants to do with his pitch mix and what the A's would like him to do with his pitch mix seem to line up and that tends to lead to success for guys. Also, he's going to be pitching in Oakland and uh, <laughs> that tends to lead to success for some guys. So I'm, I'm excited about Drew Steckenrider. Um, where he fits, I mean, I, 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 I have put Kirby Snead in my bullpen. He is a lefty, which might actually not have him like cemented in there by any means, but like, like, like a dark pencil, you can still erase it, but a dark pencil. He wasn't great last year, but I, th- I feel like he has the talent to make this bullpen. And also, he's a lefty. Um, also, y- you may have to have uh, J.P. Sears, an- another lefty, and Sam Mole, another lefty. So you might already have two lefties in the bullpen. So maybe you go with a righty in Stecker Rider who has some, some big league experience in the late innings. Uh, or maybe, you know, a guy like Danny Jimenez, doesn't make the roster, but that seems weird. Uh, other people seem to be thinking that he's like, ah, he, he he had command issues. Maybe you can send him down to the minors. He has options. I'm like, ah, but he was pretty good for the A's, generally. So maybe you keep him up. Um, but there, it, there's some flexibility in the A's bullpen. So I could see Drew Steckenrider carving out a spot for himself. I'm not sure exactly where. Kirby Sneed seems to be the one where I could turn him into basically anybody at this point, I think. Uh, but I like Kirby Sneed. He's still... On my roster, uh, we got to see what some of these guys do in games, and I think that that's kind of the approach that the A's are taking as well. Is uh, no roster spots like guaranteed just yet? Um, we're going to talk about actually uh, what David Force said about the three members of the A's rotation that he feels pretty good about, like p- putting in pen for the A's rotation heading into opening day. So that means that there are at least two spots available right now, and one of the names that he left off is gonna surprise you, so stay locked in, you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, the point scores, to three pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook at Inside the A's. Uh, the the URL is weird. It's si.com slash MLB slash athletics. Uh, so don't type it inside the A's. It, it'll sell you. It'll tell you just it's not there. So um, have fun with that. Uh, just follow Inside the A's on Twitter, and that's how you can find your articles, or me, or Locked on A's. You, you get retweets from all of them. It's fine. <laughs> but if you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by opening day. We're like 100 and I'm going to say 75 away right now. Uh, we're getting very, very close. 
And if you're already subscribed and you're like, Jason, we want to help you, go ahead and comment down below and also give us a thumbs up because that is what helps YouTube's algorithm find other A's fans or other baseball fans like yourself. It just uh, helps get uh, the video in front of other people and gets them to click and then gets them to subscribe. And it grows and grows and grows and that's... Uh, that's algorithms for you folks. So anyways, let's talk about the other news that came out of A's camp that was you know, fairly big news, and that is the updates on Paul Blackburn and James Caprillion. First up, we got Paul Blackburn. He told the Chronicle that his finger is doing well. He told Matt Cowherhar this, not the Chronicle. He told Matt Cowherhar this. His finger is doing well, and he has thrown off a mound four or five times, doesn't feel behind during spring training, so that's good. That's He's probably going to start opening day. Um, is that the best option? I don't know. I think that Ken Waldachuk could potentially make a, a make a case to start opening day. We have learned that Shohei Otani is going to be starting opening day for the Los Angeles Angels against the A's. Um, I, I'm, I know that he's a really good pitcher, but after facing King Felix for like 20 opening days in a row, I'm not really phased by other guys anymore. I'm like, yeah, it's Shohei, sure. What, sure, that sounds great. And Ken Waldachuk has already beaten Shohei Otani, so uh, that's, that's my argument for him. And uh, my other argument would be throw in Fuji. I want to see that matchup. And this is the only way that we can guarantee seeing it this season is on opening day. I want it. Uh, is it going to happen? Probably not. But I want it. So may maybe if I can will it into existence, maybe he's just going to dominate. He's just going to strike out every batter that he faces in spring training and then not allow any hits or runs or anything. And then you kind of have to make him the opening day starter at that point. So uh, that's... That's the key to Shintaro Fujinami being the A's opening day starter in 2023. Uh, I don't know that it's going to happen, but I, I hope that it does because I, I want to see that matchup. Uh, they're rivals. They're bitter rivals. Or at least that's what people are going to say. And uh, I think that it'd be fun for both of them. That's why I want to see it happen. I don't think that they're rivals. I just think that they would like to do it. So let them do it. It's not like it matters to the A's. Go let them, go let them pitch against his friend. Why not? Uh, the other news here is that James Caprillion said that his shoulder is, quote, coming along and uh, that he hopes to be ready for, to start the season. Uh, not not as glowing a of a self-reflection as uh, Paul Blackburn gave, but, you know, he, he feels like he might be ready. That's cool. Uh, also, uh, David Forrest said that Blackburn, Fuji, and Ruchinsky are, quote, uh, guys that they feel good about uh, saying will be in the rotation, end quote. Uh, so those are, that's three guys that he did not include. James Caprillion, who has the most innings out of all of the A's starting rotation options. So that was interesting to me. And also I think that it's more about the injury and where he doesn't know that he's going to be ready to start the season. So I think that that's where that's coming from. Not like, ah, he's trash now. Look at all these great guys like Drew Rachinsky and Fuji that we have. So we don't need a James Caprillion. I think that it's more, I don't know that he's going to be ready yet. So we're not going to throw him in. We don't feel good about him necessarily being ready. And so with that being the case, then that means that they're are a few spots open in this rotation. Um, I mean, obviously, if you got Blackburn, if he makes it through spring training just fine, he, he's one. Then you got Drew, Drew Rachinsky and Shintaro Fujinami. So you got those three guys. I've already put uh, Ken Waldachuk in my rotation, so he would be number four. And then 
logically, I think that you would probably go Kyle Muller because he's another guy that the front office has said, you know, after the A's traded Sean Murphy, uh, that they like him. They, they feel like they have a spot for him. And then they went out and signed like some other guys too. So um, I don't know where he fits in necessarily if James Caprillion is healthy, but I think that he would be the first guy up in line to join the rotation if everybody else is healthy and, uh, you know, and James Caprillion is not. So that is my rotation, uh, you know, if James Caprillion is not healthy, is you got Waldachuk and Muller, whereas uh, if everybody, if the other four guys are healthy, then those two guys will be fighting for a rotation spot, I think. And I think that Waldachuk comes out ahead in that one. He has a little bit higher ceiling, I think. Um, so that's, that's, what we're working with right there. Also, J.P. Sears could put himself in that mix, but I like him more as A.J. Puck's replacement in the bullpen. Personally, uh, I've gotten some pushback on that, saying that J.P. Sears could be a starter and do this, but I think that his versatility and, uh, you know, the kind of a pitcher he is could work better coming out of the bullpen uh, in shorter stints and working for, like, maybe two, three, maybe even four innings out of the bullpen uh, uh, in certain occasions. And I like that aspect of what he brings to the table there. And also he could save the bullpen on certain days, which is kind of what you need sometimes. Um, The other option that, you know, I have over here, and I'm just covering options here. I'm not saying which one's the best option or the worst option. I've kind of already gone over all of that stuff uh, in previous shows and in my rating and all that stuff. But um, I, I feel like the other option here would be it, I, I have J.P. Sears in the bullpen, but maybe he worked like if uh, Mueller or Waldachuk, uh, you know, suffers a setback and they're not ready to go on opening day. Maybe one of those two guys uh, or maybe J.P. Sears slots into the rotation to start the season. And then maybe, uh, you know, somebody like Drew Steckenrider instead makes the bullpen uh, taking Sears's spot. And then you got Kirby Sneed in there as well. And that's another way that this could work out. Or, you know, you also still have uh, Adam Aller and Adrian Martinez. Both of those guys are interesting. I'm intrigued by them. I don't know that I, I want to see what they do in spring training before I'm like, yes, they are ready to go back to the A's rotation. Um, and then you got Freddie Tarnock, who was another guy that the A's got in the uh, Sean Murphy trade. So uh, and there's lots of options here that the A's could potentially use to fill that spot in their rotation if uh, James Caprillion is not ready or other guys are also not ready throughout the course of spring training. But uh, as of right now, I think that you go Waldachuk, Muller, Rachinsky, Fuji, and Blackburn. Those are those are the probable starting five if Caprillion is not healthy. So that's what I think. Also, uh, there, there's some other injury news that came out according to the Chronicle, and we're going to talk about that here in just one second. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to su- subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Uh, make sure to check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's. Um, so last injury update here, and then we'll talk a little bit just about the, the news that happened from, from Wednesday. Thursday. Today's Thursday. <laughs> but the injury update from Wednesday, Diolis Guerra uh, has a mild lat muscle strain and is uh, a little bit further behind in his recovery from Tommy John than the A's were expecting. Um, I, I saw somewhere that he was going to be on the A's opening day roster in, in a projected opening day roster. And for a guy recovering from Tommy John when he's going to be roughly 12 months out at that point by opening day, uh, that seems to be pushing it, I think. I So I, I didn't put him in my uh, opening day uh, bullpen because I don't know what his recovery time frame is going to be, but I do like Diolis Guerra. I think that he's an 
excellent depth piece uh, when they DFA'd him at the beat. Yeah, uh, right before the full Rule 5 draft when they had to, you know, cement their 40-man roster. Uh, I was not happy. I thought that he would make it, and uh, they, they cut him, and then they brought him back on a minor league deal. Loved that. And uh, I, I'm a big Dallas Garrett fan, so I think that he will be in the A's bullpen at some point, barring, you know, when somebody's struggling or there's an injury that occurs. I think that he could be one of the first guys called up. But I don't know that he's going to be ready for opening day, and this news kind of solidifies that. Um, he, he's recovering from Tommy John. Give, give him whatever time he needs. If he needs a couple of extra months into the season, sure, that's great, because he was solid for the A's in 2021. Uh, what did he post? He posted a 4.11 ERA, which is roughly league average. He in uh, 65 and two-thirds innings pitched. He was basically uh, the Yuzmero. He was going to take over for Yuzmero Petit, but then he had Tommy John surgery. Now Domingo Dasavedo is the new Yuzmero Petit, the guy that goes out there and throws almost every game. So uh, he, he's a, he's a solid pitcher. I, I like him a lot. He's probably not going to be ready for opening day for the A's. But uh, one guy that, you know, we already talked about in the last segment, but he's made some headlines on Thursday, and that's because he threw a bullpen session, and that is Shintaro Fujinami. Um, I love that the beat reporters, Kawahara and uh, Martin Gallegos, they had this, uh, they posted videos. And these are what you get in spring training. I'm not faulting them. I'm not making fun of them. I'm just saying I think they're funny. Uh, they were videos of Shintaro Fujinami uh, throwing his first bullpen session from like 70 feet away. Uh, you can't tell which one's him. It was hilarious. Um, and so, uh, yeah, th that's that's spring training in a nutshell for now, for the next few days at least. Uh, but then the A social media, they have been all over like, ah, oh, look, it's Fuji. And they're like shooting it from the ground too. So he looks like a monster. Uh, and I love it. I love it so much. And there was a quote that uh, was just posted by Martin Gallegos on Twitter. And he said, quote, uh, he definitely comes as advertised in terms of stuff. Today was a big day for him. Love it. Very excited about Shintaro Fujinami joining the A's rotation. He's going to be a guy to watch, obviously. I talked about it yesterday in the three biggest moves that the A's made this past offseason. I had Shintaro Fujinami signing number two because he's going to bring eyeballs. People are going to be excited to just learn more about him, watch him pitch, see if his game translates to the big leagues. Uh, I want to see that splitter in action because that thing is hard. And he also touches triple digits, you guys. That's awesome. The A's don't have that many of those guys. Uh, they, they got some guys coming up. Luis Medina is one. Mason Miller is another. Hogan Harris throws some gas as well. They've got some guys in the upper minors. But uh, Shintaro Fujinami is going to be up immediately. And I'm very excited to watch him throw absolute gas. It's going to be fun. He has a splitter to complement that as well. His slider, uh, maybe him and Drew Steckenrider can just talk about uh, why sliders stink. Because... I know that he's. I know that there have been reports that Shintaro Fujinami's uh, slider is like pretty decent, but he couldn't locate it very well, and that's why he was struggling for a few years. Is just slider control it looked like, but when he went to a fastball splitter approach last season, that's when things kind of turned around for him. And so I, I'm intrigued to see what that slider looks like in spring training and see if he keeps it or if he goes to something else or see what his game plan is once the season starts. Jintaro Fujinami, very excited. I'm going to talk about him whenever I can, probably. If there's something out there, I'm going to be like, ah, I'm going to talk about that today. Uh, also, Rob Manfred talked about uh, the A's again for some reason. He basically is like, eh, Vegas is kind of where they're uh, looking to go right now. And he didn't really say much. Um, but then uh, Mick Akers of the Ackers, sorry, uh, no Akers, 
uh, of the Las Vegas Journal Review. He had talked to uh, Governor Joe Lombardo of uh, Nevada, and he said that, yeah, they're talking with the A's about uh, public funding options and stuff like that. And not public funding, uh, wait, like programs to get funds for them through, you know, programs, not through taxes. Uh, that want to make that clear because uh, he has said that they're not raising taxes to lure the Oakland A's here. Uh, he may have said all teams, but I, I think he meant the A's because John Fisher is not somebody that people like dealing with, apparently. Um, so that that happened, and it doesn't really change the calculus yet. Uh, he also said that he, uh, this is Rob Manfred, has said that he has not talked to new Oakland mayor Shang Tao yet. So that's great. And the off and her office released a quote in the Chronicle and said, yeah, he hasn't like tried calling us or anything. So that's cool. So uh, baseball is doing great. That that could be worrisome. I don't know. It's it's all a lot. And uh, it doesn't seem like John Fisher really wants to be anywhere. And I think that that's kind of the problem that we're all having right now is he doesn't He's not like, yeah, hey, I want to be with you. He's just like, who's going to give me something? And that's kind of uh, what he's doing. He's not talking to anybody. He's not, I don't know, not even Dave Cavill's talking anymore. So it's fun. We're all just in limbo. Vegas probably doesn't care, but A's fans do it over here in Oakland. So yay. Um, but that's really the update is Rob Manfred said the words Oakland A's and the end. Um, so there you go. That's the update. Um, but that's all that I got for you guys today. Tomorrow, uh, if something happens in spring training, we'll talk about that. If nothing happens in spring training, I'll talk about something else that I have prepared to get you guys excited about the baseball season. So uh, that'll, that'll be fun. But thank you again so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. For your second lesson, go check out Lindsey Crosby of Locked On MLB Prospects. He actually just recorded, uh, I believe today, with... Uh, noted writer uh, Evan Drellick, who he's the guy that broke the Astros cheating scandal uh, case, and he also wrote a book about it that just came out on Valentine's Day. I've read some of it, and I'm enthralled. So uh, he's going to be posting that, I believe, next week. So go check out Lockdown MLB Prospects uh, next week, I guess. Go, go subscribe to the YouTube channel, because it'll be up there. And uh, for both of our channels, hit the alerts so you know when our videos are releasing. And then uh, you can watch him as they premiere. But that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I will talk at you soon. <laughs>